the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Natalie Pace, a well-known stock picker who's come out with a new book called Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Hey, Jordan. How are you? Great to be with you. Uh, Before we get into the details of uh, your unusual uh, new book here, why don't you just give us a little brief background about uh, how you got into the investment game and a little background of how you got to where you are now. Well, I got into the investment game because I was making a lot of money in the stock market when most people were losing. So I was all in on cash in 2000, which was the top performing asset. And then I doubled my gains and uh, tripled in another stock in um, 2001, which, as you know, was a horrible year for most people. And by 2002, my girlfriends, uh, who were pretty, you know, wealthy, much wealthier than I was, Westside uh, Santa Monica women, came to me crying that their brokers and husbands had lost all their money and would I teach them what I know. So that's how I got into this business, and um, since then, I have the great distinction of you know getting embraced by you know some of the top economists in the world, including Dr. Gary Becker, who, as you know, wrote the preface to my book. And I couldn't be prouder to be in in the company of those giants. Okay, now your first, in your introduction, you talk about making love with your money. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is that inherently, people who are great stock pickers can also be great shoppers. So inherently, you know that right now you're more interested in driving a hybrid than you are in driving a Hummer. You're not interested in driving gas guzzlers or playing music on, you know, old record players. So the information that you have as a shopper should and can be incorporated into where you invest as an owner. And when people start realizing that their investment dollars actually make them owners of the corporations and start making that connection, they'll make a lot more money because you won't be invested in dying industries. You'll always be invested in emerging industries. And you're also saying that good people, you know, Gandhi and Mother Teresa and various people who are good, uh, end up doing better in many cases financially than what you call jerks or people who are evil one way or the other. Why does it work that way? You, you, you know, people often say uh, you know, that bad guys finish first and all those kind of things. Well, we do know that bad guys can finish first in the short run, but we also know that King Richard III ended up running around asking for a horse, you know, within two years of his kingdom. So, uh, you know, my horse, my horse, a horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. And that's basically the way history plays out, is that despots can can rule, sure, but it's a very short period of time, whereas peacemakers and people who really add value to their community, to other people's lives, other people are invested in their good. So you see, you know, maybe preachers, or people who have a long, co- large congregation, they're constantly getting free meals from uh, or invited to dinner because people value their presence. So that is uh, a way of always not only enriching our world but enriching your own life is by adding value to, the, to your friends and to your colleagues and the people around you, and you will constantly be giving gifts. Can I tell a, a small story about sure. this? So there's a waiter. I go, to re- I go to this restaurant for breakfast. It's a cheap $5 you know, Mexican food joint. 
And the waiter there comes over and is talking to me. And he said, you know, when I moved, I had 12 people show up, and we moved my entire house in one hour. And his boss was complaining because he was schlepping boxes for five days and no one would show up to help him move. And the difference is that Mario, the waiter, he's always there on spot. Can I get you more coffee? Oh, yeah, he remembers your order. He remembers your name. How you doing? How are your kids? And I swear to God, when he's telling me this story, a guy walks in, a customer with a bag full of avocados for him, and then up the, you know, just up the uh, aisle, another customer yells out that he has Laker tickets he doesn't need to use, and would Mario like to take them? So right there, in that moment, the guy had over $500 worth of value just, be, just because he's a nice guy. Yeah. You also talk about being the CEO of your own success. A lot of people feel victimized today. How can one be the CEO of your own success? This is what I love. Um, there's a story on my website right now, nataliepace.com, and if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the October easing, and the headline story is Bill and Nilo Bolden's Very Healthy Nest Egg. So here's how it worked. The markets, as you know, dropped from 14000 to about 12000 between October and, and the end of January, and um, at that same Mexican restaurant, in comes a handyman, and he's freaking out because his wife had lost some money in her 401k. So I drew a pie chart, which is included in that article that anybody can see. And I said, this is what you should have. You should have a percent equal to your age safe, and then the rest of it should be diversified, you know, according to small, medium, large, growth value, clean energy. Um, we want to have a little exposure to international. And I showed him that pie chart. So he went and I said, because we're in a recession, let's take 10 or 20% additional safe. So he goes in, he, shows, he looks at the safe portion, and he had the choice in his 401K between money markets and T-bills. Money markets were paying negative 2%, T-bills were paying positive 2%. So it was obvious which was the better choice. And then he went in, and his wife said, you know, our mutual fund provider doesn't really have products that allow us to diversify like this. So being the CEO mindset of her success, not just having blind faith, she said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put all of mine safe for now, and I'm going to take the next six months to find a 401k provider that offers these kinds of exchange-traded funds that are diversified like Natalie's telling us to do. And by doing that, as you can well imagine, she has lost nothing. She works at a law firm, and she is the administrator there, and her uh, bosses who didn't do that, some of the actual secretaries around her did it as well, they've lost nothing, and the bosses have lost over hundreds of thousands of their nest egg. So now she's the CEO, you can imagine, of the entire firm's success as she shops for the 401k provider that can provide them the kind of diversification that allows people to actually capitalize on booms and busts. Again, I'm speaking with Natalie Pace, uh, whose new book is called Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is, Investment Strategies for Lifetime Wealth. Uh, her website is nataliepace.com. Uh, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, your, your chapter two is on the three-ingredient recipe for cooking up profits. Uh, what are those three ingredients, and maybe tell us how they work. Okay, great. And this works, by the way, for everything, not just stocks. It works for real estate, beanie babies, classic cars, everything. I tell people to be on an index card next to your computer. So if you always employ this strategy, you never go wrong. A lot of people go way out on a limb, and they get all immersed in charts and all of this. And the basic fact of cooking up profits is this. A, start with what you know and love. The second ingredient is always pick the leader. And in real estate, it's location, location, location. And then the third thing is buy low, sell high. Now, people say that's 
really easy. It's easy to say, but it's very hard to do because it's completely against human nature. Most people, when they see a burning building, they want to run out and scream. The apocalypse is happening, whereas a buy-low investor is putting the fire out and saying, I see promise here. Most people want to party until they're dead drunk and passed out, and the person who can sell high is staying sober, enjoying the gains, and then willing to sell and go home sober before the party ends. So these kind of strategies require a little bit of wisdom and training, and that's why it takes an entire book to explain how to pick the leader and buy low, sell high, which is basically what you do. And the reason you stick with what you know and love is that, in investing, as in anything where there's a buyer and a seller, there is someone going to be on the winning end of the trade and someone on the losing end of the trade in the short run. In the long run, because um, most assets do earn gains over a period of time, everyone can win. But in the short run, it's a I win, you lose scenario. So you always want to be on the, the better half of that. And how you increase that, uh, um, the odds of that, I bar not trying to play games, not trying to get on the court, the tennis match, with someone who knows a lot more than you do in a, in a particular area. You'd say buy low, sell high. We've had a pretty big decline in the stock market here. Are, are things low or high right now for, to what you think? I think they're medium, but not as low as they're going to go. So I think it's really key. What and, and again, the three-ingredient recipe is a strategy more for individual stocks and for home buying and other assets like that. I think what's different about the nest egg, and I think people really need to know that, is that over the last 10 years, the new statistics show that stocks have only earned 4%. And T-bills have earned 3.3%, and there's been enormous volatility. So the only way that you could be earning what the traditional returns of stocks are, which are closer to 12%, is if you have that modern portfolio theory allocation strategy that's outlined in the book and also on that Bill and Nilo Very Healthy Nest Egg um, article because you need a strategy that has diversified you enough that you are able to capture NASDAQ gains when the, you know, when the dot-coms really explode in growth. If you have a rebalancing strategy that allows you to see that, then you're able to actually sell high. And it's not called buy low, sell high, or market timing. It's rebalancing. If you've got, you know, you're supposed to have only 12% in small caps, and because NASDAQ's gone gangbusters, it's now 75% of your entire nest egg, you want to take those profits and redeploy them and make sure that you've still got a percent equal to your age safe. So it's a new strategy. The old buy and hold, have everything but the kitchen sink and your mutual funds does not work today. And modern portfolio theory has been around half a century, but brokers are increasingly incentivized to incorporate it. They weren't in the past. You say that psychology really plays a big role in whether you're successful or not as an investor. And your third chapter is uh, put your money where your heart is. Uh, you talk about uh, passion, for example. How could you use passion uh, in your favor and not have it hurt you when you're picking stocks and investments? See, I think that's really key because right now everybody has got a lot of stomach acid and fear and anxiety, and they don't know what they own. So the key, the key here is when you know what you own, when you take ownership in companies, when you have modern portfolio theory and asset allocation, when you have a percent equal to your age safe, when you know the plan is sound, then right now Bill and Nilo Bolden are dancing on the ceiling. 
thing. They don't have stomach acid. So the truth of the matter is that if you don't have a good plan, then what's happening is you are being ruled by passions. Chances are you're arguing with your broker. I know people that are saying their brokers are, are quitting, they're hiding under their desk, they're not returning phone calls, or they're just saying, befuddled and saying, I'm so sorry. Yep. The truth of the matter is that if you were with a broker who had Modern Portfolio Theory Incorporated, right now you would be on their team. You'd be so happy that you didn't lose as much as all your colleagues, and you would be looking to uh, redeploy and capture some gains between now and the end of January. Okay, we're going to go to a break. I'm speaking with Natalie Pace, whose new book is called Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is. We'll be back after this. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. On the web at skillsusa.org. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Natalie Pace, who's a well-known stock picker. She's come out with a new book called Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is. Uh, before we go on further, Natalie, just tell people uh, how they can get the book, what website and phone number to find out more about it. Excellent. You can get the book on your favorite online bookseller. You can pre-order it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And if you'd like for more information on Natalie Pace, you can also call 
888-7442 or just visit nataliepace.com. We'd love to have you, and actually you can sign up for 30 days free to our stock newsletter there on the website at the homepage. Just tell them a little bit about the newsletter and what they would get at your newsletter. Well, what I do with the newsletter is it's usually 12 articles, and great. I am so happy that Dr. Gary Becker is a regular contributor. So you're getting the best economist in the world. He's actually the head of or one of the leading economists at the University of Chicago, and he's a Nobel laureate winner. We actually have FINRA.org, which is the broker-dealer securities oversight. Uh, they contribute regularly. So you're getting some of these, like, investor alert information. And as far as I go, as you know, I've had a pretty decent track record picking stocks, both ones you need to be invested in and ones you need to um, avoid. Uh, we had warned against Fannie Mae in 2003. We warned against General Motors in 2004. We were pro-Google during 2004. We started warning against housing in 2006 when the insiders were cashing out hundreds of millions, and we had a big red flag on Lehman Brothers in June 2006 as well. So people are getting the best to be in, the emerging industries and companies, and the companies that are really going to be troublesome for their portfolio to avoid as well. Okay, in your chapter on uh, Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is, you'd say that panicking never pays. Uh, a lot of people are panicking right now. Uh, are they going to be sorry about having sold stocks at, at uh, current levels? Well, I think what what's really important is for people to be balanced. So right now, what's happening is they were not in balance before. They were listening to an old strategy by um, brokers that were incentivized to use an old product uh, way of doing things. So because this isn't over yet, I think it's important to rebalance, to have a better plan. And that's different than just selling. Because as you know right now, if you just sell everything, you are selling low. And that's a colossal mistake always. However, if you just write it out and you expect the person who smashed your nest egg to be the one to rebuild it, you're crazy. You had a bad plan. If you're over, over the age of 25 and you lost more than 25% of your stock portfolio, your plan is faulty. You need a new plan, and chances are if the person that is your certified financial life partner didn't have a better plan, they won't have one because the better plan has been around for half a century. Very good. In your next chapter, you talk about hot industries. Uh, before we go into some specifics, uh, how do you identify what a hot industry is and, and what a cold industry is in the ever-changing economy? Well, that's what's really awesome is that you can just smell these things out like a shopper. And my, sta my stock report card, which is another chapter in the book, how to use a stock report card to help you pick both hot industries and hot companies within that industry, industry are all helped with information you have as a shopper. So just think of it for a moment. In 2004, when we warned against General Motors and Ford and started leaning into Toyota, those companies were all about equal. Right now, General Motors and Ford combined are worth, are worth less than one-tenth of Toyota. Now, how could you have picked that in 2004? Well, people already, the price of oil had escalated to the point where people were already interested more in hybrids and than they were in gas guzzlers, and Ford and GM had the, their production plants still outfitted for SUVs and Hummers. So that kind of thing, as shopper, if they can use a stock report card and they can start learning some of the strategies in my book, they don't. it's not a matter of, okay, all of a sudden everybody's going to be stock pickers and they're going to be trading their portfolio. It's not that. There are always dying industries and always emerging industries, and you know what they are. When the car was invented, if you were still insisting on investing in the horse and carriage, you were losing. 
when the airplane was invented and you still thought we would be traveling by boat to England, you were wrong. And that always is occurring. You just have to have a good strategy for how to capitalize on it without becoming a stock picker and really including it in a safe and balanced way in your portfolio. You talk about ethanol as one uh, case where it looks like a very promising industry. There's all kinds of subsidies going into it. Uh, why did you decide not to invest or to invest in ethanol when that was clearly becoming a trend? Now, uh, I'm sorry, can you just tell me which industry? I, We're out. talking about ethanol. Ethanol. Yeah, what we did on that is, again, we have a lot of access to very bright minds. And so the reason that we weren't as interested in ethanol is that we thought it was more subsidy-based than reality-based. In Brazil, where they're using sugarcane, that was more, that is a much higher yield and a less carbon footprint than in the U.S. using corn. And corn is something that is actually one, like the number one food substance. So we saw that we were going to have food issue, pricing issues. We also saw that in our vast country that that kind of ethanol-based uh, production was, was going to create a bigger carbon problem than it was trying to solve. Whereas you had companies, uh, visionary companies like Google that were investing in Tesla, you saw some great product uh, leaps in the lithium-ion battery over the acid battery. So there was just a lot more technology and wisdom that were pointing towards other cleaner energy products for transportation than ethanol. Ethanol seemed to be fueled by um, certain certain corporations that have a lot of power and weight on Wall Street and were really heavily uh, paying off politicians to get that included on the clean energy bill. But cle clearly, clean energy is uh, one trend that you think is, is a hot industry that you want to be investing in. How do you pick uh, from what uh, companies are going to benefit and, and which will fail? Because clearly there will be a lot of failures in that area as well. Absolutely. How do you pick the winners well, in, the cool in clean energy? Is that when you find That's the wonderful thing about these new products, exchange-traded funds. So you could actually in 2007 have invested in the clean energy technology, uh, clean energy portfolio of PowerShares, which is the PowerShares Wilderhill clean energy portfolio, symbol is PBW, and you could have had maybe 6% exposure to it in your nest egg. That way, you have a basket, and some will fail and some will be rocket ships, and you're not worried about it. So that's the easiest way to do it. The coolest thing about that is in 2007, and not many people know this, clean energy was earning about 60 cents on the dollar, and that was the number one industry. It was almost double the returns of oil at 32 cents on the dollar, which was the number two performer. So you definitely want to have exposure to the emerging uh, industries. I'm one of the stock pickers, certainly not the only ones, uh, that is an invested my uh, stock newsletter and my you know uh, investigative forensic financial journalism in emerging industries. So you really have to. You don't just want to blindly trust anybody that's on television. You have to start looking at track records and who know who to trust and uh, and you know who maybe you should just turn the volume down on. So uh, give us the names of some specific stocks in the clean energy area that you still like uh, based on what's happening today with oil prices down dramatically. Well, I, I, and I love that. We kind of got into that a little bit earlier before we came back on the air. And, yeah, when you do see the oil drop, you think, oh, my gosh, that's going to affect clean energy. But what people don't realize is that the biggest customer for clean energy right now is actually Western Europe. 
So it's not as reliant upon what's happening in the U.S. And Western Europe is not just committed to it in terms of, like, the U.S., where it's supply and demand against energy consumption. They are putting government incentives behind it. So the number one customer for solar energy products in last year and before that was actually Germany. The one that's emerging as going to be the number one in the future is Czechoslovakia. So if you find companies that are like uh, Trina Solar or Suntech Power Holding that, are, ha- that have these as countries as customers, those are still really strong, strong uh, companies, and they're not as reliant at all on what the price of oil is. Okay, so those are some examples. Do you have some others in the, particularly the solar area, but, but before we get to other areas that you would like at, at the current prices? Yeah, there's, there, there's one that's not so risky and one that's very risky. We still like MEMC Electronics because of the silicon manufacturing. We certainly like um, the idea of a Hoku Scientific, but let's put an asterisk around that that is very risky because they are just now setting up their silicon manufacturing facilities. However, they do have SunTech Power Holdings and some other really big uh, solar companies behind them. So we have a lot of, uh, of hope for that company but it would be in the ultra-high-risk category. There's another one called SATCON, uh, S-A-T-C is the symbol, that I think is really awesome. And and um, there is a a lithium mining uh, company out of, I believe it's Peru, and I'm I'm hoping that the symbol is SQM. I think I'll look it up and I'll make sure about this for for your uh, readers uh, in the next segment. But I, I like that one as too. I, definitely lithium is one of the pr- clean products of the future. It's used in all kind of batteries, including ones in your computer. Uh, other than solar, what are some other ways to play the whole clean energy wave? The Hoku? Um, well, it's going to be silicon. So anything that's going to be using silicon, which is in great demand right now, that's pretty much Hoku. They've, they've exited out of fuel cells in their other industries, and they're pretty much just focused on solar. Now, I, I was asking, in addition to solar oh. uh, and silicon, we've covered that, what are some other areas uh, that you would, uh, I mean, do you like wind? Do you like geothermal? What other ways of playing clean energy do you like? Well, the... You know, we might look at other industries, but in terms of geothermal and wind, a lot of the companies that I looked at were just not well run. So it's been more problematic to me, for me. I agree with you, though, that those are emerging areas. And we, what we have discovered is of what I think, after being you know, really immersed in this for a number of years now, is that we will end up powering the grid rather than everybody having a you know, windmill in their own home or something or solar panels on their home. And so the, because these probably will be regionally generated um, sources, I do think that wind power and geothermal will be there. I just haven't found companies yet that are healthy enough because the solar incentives were renewed for eight years. The wind were only renewed for one year. And because it is going to be regional, I think it's more problematic right now. Okay, so you're basically saying that uh, the, pure, the purest play to play uh, renewable energies is through solar. Is that what you're saying right now? Right, right? now, yeah. I do think that, w- that they will be in the future. I just think we haven't fleshed out the, the kings and queens and, and jokers yet. Okay, very good. Okay, we're going to go to a break. I'm speaking again with Natalie Pace, uh, whose new book is called Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is, Investment Strategies for Lifetime Wealth. Uh, Her website is nataliepace.com. A phone number to find out more about her in her newsletter is 866-476-7442. And we'll be back after this. 
and the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. SkillsUSA can help. What is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA is life-changing. SkillsUSA is awesome. SkillsUSA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. SkillsUSA is amazing. SkillsUSA is motivating. SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their state. SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. On the web at SkillsUSA.org. Internet's only all business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Natalie Pace, uh, who's come out with a new book called Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is. Her website is nataliepace.com. Welcome back to the show, Natalie. Hey, how are you? Before we get back to the book, I uh, just want to give you a chance to tell people about an event you have coming up, uh, November 20th to 22nd, and tell people a little bit about the event and, and how they can find out more and register for it. Yes, we do have the Get Rich and Enrich Retreat in Santa Monica, California. So any of your West Coast people can have a nice vacation while they're learning how to rebalance their nest egg so that they can be positioned to earn better gains going forward. So it's completely online, hands-on. You're going to bring your computer in for three days. You're going to learn how to incorporate modern portfolio theory, use stock report cards, and you are a changed person. You'll, ha- you'll know how to pick the perfect certified financial partner of your dreams and you will be completely the CEO of your success going forward. So, again, just go to nataliepace.com, 
and click on Get Rich and Enrich Retreat, and you'll get all the details. It's November 20th through 22nd. And, Jordan, even though the early bird pricing for everybody else is gone, just know, I want your readers to know that it is available for your, your anybody who's listening to this program right now, instead of paying the $3,000 per person, they'll only be paying eighteen ninety five per person, and if they bring a, a partner of any kind, a, a child, a husband, a friend, the second person is half off. And all you have to do is go, is go ahead and register, and then send us an email um, that you're part of Jordan Goodman's uh, viewership or listenership, and we will credit back everything to you except for that eighteen ninety five, and then again, it's twenty eight fifty per couple, so half off for the second person. All right, so again, that's nataliepace.com to find out more about that. Yes. Okay, in your uh, book, uh, Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is, you have a chapter called uh, Hitch Your Wagon to a Star. Uh, why don't you tell us, before you get to some of the specifics of how you've found some stars in the past, what are some of the basic questions for picking a leader? Well, I think this is the key here. Now, when you're picking a leader, if you're picking an individual stock, there are four questions that are included in my book, and three out of four are consumer-related questions. Basically, just break it down. What's the product? Who's the customer? Why are they the best at getting the best product to the customer? And then is the, the fourth one is basically who's the CEO because the CEO is the soul of the company and they are either going to motivate the people to make better products faster and cheaper than the competition or if they aren't very inspiring, then there is going to be a competitive edge elsewhere happening. Now, to make this easy for people who just want to have a healthy nest egg, this is what I can tell you, is that a lot, the Dow Jones Industrial Average actually had a lot of companies that were shrinking blue chips. I call them faded blue chips. There was Philip Morris Tobacco Company. This is all in 2007. Philip Morris Tobacco Company, General Motors. We have all these companies in the Dow that were actually really dramatically sinking uh, and shrinking in value, and people didn't know it. So this is what's really important. Your nest egg is made up of mutual funds, and your mutual funds have these call symbols. They're usually five letters. If you go to nataliepace.com and you just scroll down about halfway, you'll see in the middle there it says company research. If you put the call symbols into that box, it takes you to the mutual fund page, and you can click on the top 25 holdings and know what you own. And that's what's really important now. You want to own blue chips where Google is the anchor of that particular big cap mutual fund or big cap exchange traded fund. You don't want to be invested in cigarette companies, companies where they are losing customers or they are, they are just products of the past. There are many products that we no longer have, and certainly cigarettes were something that were enjoyed by people in the past, almost everybody, until we found out that it caused cancer. There just aren't that many smokers these days or people that want to invest in, in um, cigarette companies. So you, you need to know what you own. I mean, that was a major component of the Dow Jones Industrial Average last year, and it was one of the biggest losers on Wall Street as well. Now, you say that Google is kind of the classic stock that you picked, I guess, when it went public in 2004. Yeah. Uh, to be kind of the ultimate uh, star, as you call it, hitching your wagon to a star. Uh, what was it that you saw about other, other people were, were thinking this was a fad or it was overhyped and there's no way this would go up? What did you see about it that other people didn't? Yeah, you know, I mean, you remember me on Fox back in those days. People were eating me alive because they said, oh, this is such a ridiculous company. They believe in not doing evil, and they're going to try to have the founders still involved in the decision-making process. And 
I was saying, you know what, first of all, you, you don't say, again, back to those four questions. You're not saying Yahoo it. You're saying Google it. So that's clearly, this is the leader in the sector. Plus, it's word-of-mouth advertising. The second thing I knew is that the, there was a migration out of print advertising and into online advertising. So Google's revenues had doubled between 2003 and 2004 from 500 million to 1 billion, and they were on that trend of doubling their revenue, actual sales. So people were freaked out because of the dot-com bust, because there were weird companies with very weird business models that had absolutely no sales. Plus, you know, back in 2000, if you tried to, to load anything into your shopping cart, it usually your computer crashed before you could get in, you know, get in there and pay for it. By 2003, 2004, broadband was getting to be widely distributed. So I was seeing sales. I was seeing that this that Google was essentially the Kleenex of of search. You know, when you have a product name that is so closely tied to the product, that is huge market share, that is huge leadership potential going forward. And again, it was four questions, many of which that are answered as a consumer, and that's the key here, is that your readers and your listeners need to know that they're, if they only knew how much they knew and how to value that, that's what my book is all about. That's what it's teaching you, is to value and understand how to use information that you already have as a shopper. Now, you're... 2004 was your, your pick Google. That worked out spectacularly well. If you were to pick another star today at current prices, uh, what is your Google of 2008? Well, it certainly was uh, my, actually my company of the year for 2008 was SunTech Power Holdings, and I still have great, great hopes for it. Um, I think that's a fantastic company. The sales are very robust. The customers, again, are in Western Europe and worldwide. Not just the U.S. is one of the smallest customers. That uh, solar tax incentive credit was approved for an additional eight years. So I think that's a pretty good one. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's chap- a more risky one. I would still, I would probably go with a Hoku, and I certainly, I really love that lithium mining company out of Peru, SQM. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Your next chapter, you talk about uh, stock report cards. Uh, now, you know, it's not too visual a medium we have here right now, but why don't you give them the idea of what's in a stock report card so they can figure out if they want to buy a particular stock or not. Yeah, and I think that's what's really key is that if you like a company, remember how the the second ingredient is pick the leader. Start with what you know and love, but then pick the leader. So you might say, oh, I love coffee. Maybe I'll invest in Starbucks, when in actuality, Pete's Coffee is the one that's getting the most market share or the most gains in market share. So the stock report card, what that allows you to do is to line up the numbers. And when you line up the price-to-earnings ratio, the sales, the debt, the profit margins, it's much easier to see who's got a competitive advantage going forward. Um, if I can, I'll just use one quick example. Sure. So solar energy has actually been really increasing in sales almost as dramatically, real sales, almost as dramatically as Google was when I picked it back in 2004. But um, there has been a problem because some of the companies have been around for 20 years and they have severe debt. So a new company that has no debt is able to go in when there's uh, a shortage of silicon and pay a slightly higher price and never be late on their payments, whereas a company with a lot of debt might be late on paying their payments. So what we saw in 2006 was a company that was getting a lot of headlines, and that was uh, Evergreen, 
and they were getting a lot of headlines for installing solar panels on, like, uh, you know, back in Washington, D.C., and in actuality, they had been carrying so much debt that they were late or somehow had a bad relationship with MEMC Electronics, and Suntech Power Holdings was able to go in and secure long-term supply agreements with MEMC, and MEMC ended up backing out of their deal with Evergreen. So it's really key to use the stock report card to help you pick the leader, to line up the competition, because even in exploding sectors, there are winners and there are laggards, and you want to make sure that you're hitching your wagon to a star. So looking out for debt is one thing. What are some other things to look out for within a sector to separate one from another that you'd like to invest in? I think profit margins is really key as well. If you see one company in the sector that's got a profit margin of 13 or, or higher uh, percent and everybody else is under 5%, you know, that's a competitive advantage. So we did see that, for instance, the solar energy companies that are based out of China are really much more robust and much stronger and much more stable with healthier profit margins than a lot of the U.S.-based companies. Okay, very good. Uh, your next chapter, you talk about other Wall Street secrets, including the, the Santa Rally. Uh, why don't you just tell us briefly about what the Santa Rally is about and how you can take advantage of trends in the calendar. Okay, and people are listening to us live right now, right? Correct. So this week is huge. This, people are predicting this week to be awful, just the worst. And some people are saying, okay, well, this week, then that's partly because that GDP growth report is coming out on the 30th of this month, and that is expected to finally be negative. So whereas I was calling it the R word, the recession, back in February when we had 0.6% GDP growth, and I hope I'm not getting too technical, right now it's going to be basically on the 30th, we're going to be officially in a recession, that's going to be pretty hard to take for a lot of people. So what I say to you right now is that if you can this week, you need to very, it's, it's imperative that you go to my website and read Bill and Nilo's Very Healthy Nest Egg and look at that pie chart and make sure that you're properly balanced and get a percent equal to your age safe before that report comes out. That's really, really important. Now, after, if, if, if the report is bad, which we assume it will be, and if the reaction is not so good, which we assume it will be, then you're going to have what most people are going to think is maybe a bottom of this recession. We, we know from past trends that recessions are usually not that short and that the fallout continues for a while. So I do predict that we'll have a Santa rally because I think we have optimism in Americans, that that's just American optimism. But I don't think that you want to be um, thinking that this is it after this bad week we have. Okay, very good. We're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Natalie Pace, whose new book is called Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is. Again, her website is nataliepace.com, and we'll be back after this. The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence 
in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Achieve Total Wealth Management. Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, right here on Voice America Business. Three Dimensional Wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a value-based approach to comprehensive wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. Take your first step down the road to financial independence. Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Natalie Pace, whose book is called Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is. Welcome back to the show, Natalie. Hi, Jordan. Before we get back to the uh, book and the other things, just tell people briefly again, about the event you have coming up in November and uh, the website and phone number to find out more about that. Thank you. Yeah, I think that this is really key for right now because, again, we want people to rebalance their nest eggs and have a healthy approach to capitalize on the Santa Rally and both going into 2009, which will be another trying year. So uh, it's called the Get Rich and Enrich Retreat, and at the end of three days, you should have a completely healthy nest egg and have the ability to capture gains in emerging markets. You can go to nataliepace.com, and you'll see the little logo banner ad in the upper right corner. So just contact Contact our team and let, let us know you're with either um, Money Answers or Jordan Goodman, and we will give you the discount, the early bird discount, so that you're only paying eighteen ninety five per person, and the second person comes for uh, half price. Terrific. Uh, before we get back to the book, I just want to get your overall view on uh, the economy and the markets. We've had a, a pretty rough year so far. Uh, is your sense that uh, you know it's half over, three quarters over, one quarter over? You know, how bad is this? And, and uh, you know, when do you see things uh, turning around, both in the economy and the stock market? Well, I go by, again, I like, uh, I'm so very, very grateful that my approach is investigative forensic financial journalism and that I rely upon the statistics and data of people much smarter than me. So um, the people I've been talking to say, and this would include on the, on the um, real estate markets, this, is, this includes like the assistant um, to Hank Paulson, and their, their statistics show that real estate should start recovering probably 2010. Now, the stock market itself is probably not going to be recovering until real estate recovers this, this particular time. Usually they do not run like that together. They're usually running opposites. But because our decline was so closely associated with the subprime mortgage problem, we probably will not see our recovery 
starting until real estate um, problems are, you know, abated. So that's my sense of it. I don't know how much lower we can go, but I don't anticipate 2009 being a great year. I think it's really, really key that you're properly diversified, that you have a percent equal to your age plus 10 to 20% safe, and that you have exposure to at least eight different industries so that if any one of them gets hot, you're able to capitalize on that and increase the value of your nest egg. So I, I do have high hopes for clean energy. I think healthcare is going to be a strong, resilient sector. Uh, gold, believe it or not, gold mining companies got taken down when all the mutual fund drop out, even though gold prices are so high. So there are certain sectors that I think are really positioned to do quite well especially during the Santa Rally. And um, I think that education should be the number one investment right now because the old way of the big fat everything but the kitchen sink mutual funds is a big loser, and it's going to be a big loser next year too. So you've got to get a new strategy. What are some of the steps you think the government will be taking uh, under a new administration to try to turn things around the economy and the housing market and the credit crunch and so on? Well, I think this is really key, and I want to say for, you know, I'm, a, I'm kind of a, I really focus on Main Street, right? So Main Street should know this. Right now, if you are a homeowner and you are in trouble on your mortgage, please, please, please go to hopenow.com. Call the Hope Now Alliance. The government has is bending over backwards to make it easy for certain lenders to stop the, um, you know, stop whatever it is that's causing you your distress. So it may be that they're stopping the reset. Maybe that they extend the repayment position. It may be that they they freeze whatever payment you're at that you can afford. So they're making it really possible. But you have to use the Hope Now Alliance, and you have to get their team of counselors working for you. So please, if anybody's under distress, don't just walk away. Don't freak out. Please call and please get help. And that's going to, by the way, that's going to be the key. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I guess I'm both a, a, a Republican Democrat at heart. I think that freedom is uh, what works. I think that empowering individuals is the fuel of our economy. So I want to see individuals taking proper ownership of America. I want to see individuals saving themselves by getting the help they need. And that is what's going to um, get us out of this. Not the government. That's what's going to get us out of this. You talk in your book about the billionaire game and uh, how you would live if you had all the money in the world and various ways of doing what you call the Thrive Budget. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Thank you. I love this. Now, this is the key, is that a lot of people are walking around, and maybe they're actually spending the same way the billionaire game allocates, but they're whining about it. So, for instance, what the billionaire game says is take the first check you write and spend that in your Buy My Own Island fund, which used to be called the retirement plan. Buy My Own Island Fund is a, is a, you know, brokerage statement you want to open and look at and monitor and grow. Retirement plan is something you're afraid of that you don't want to look at because you don't know what's in there. So the, the key about that is that most people are doing that, but maybe they're only doing 6 or 7%. If you're doing 10% and it's in an IRA or a 401K, there are all kinds of tax incentives there, so you're paying less taxes. The second check you write should be to charity. And if you're doing that, again, that is tax deductible. So you're pointing your dollars right at the issues in the world that you think should get better. 
So it's just a way of taking ownership of your money. It's a way of thinking and living and being so that your whole body and soul and mind and spirit are engaged and thriving rather than, oh, I'm paying my taxes and the government spends it all on XYZ that I hate. Or, you know, the... Even the fun budget is so funny because I call that the no whining allowed budget. Like if your if your long term fun is a jacuzzi, then stop complaining that you don't take vacations. And so this billionaire game, this way of looking at money, how would you live if you had all the money in the world? Why not live that way right now? Why not know that every cent you own and every dime you spend and every moment you spend is always an investment? And are you investing in thriving or are you investing in whining, complaining, and victim, victimization? And when you become an owner, a CEO of your own success, that's when the whole world shifts, not just for you, but for your neighbors, your friends, your family, your coworkers, and collectively even the planet. Talk about whining. You have a chapter on uh, brokers are salespersons, not surgeons. People are whining a lot about their brokers today. How could you... Uh, help people find good financial advice in this kind of market? Well, I think the first thing that you do is you look at your uh, your brokerage statement right now. And if you're over 25 and you've lost 20, more than 25%, chances are you may have a broker, even if he or she was your friend, who's invested in the old way of doing business. Again, we've already talked about this. Modern portfolio theory has been around for uh, half a century, and ETFs have been around for over 10 years. So there is a new, better way that is proven and that works. And if your broker isn't doing it, it's probably because his his firm, his boss, doesn't pay him to do that. So go to nataliepace.com, click on Investor EDU, and click on How to Find a Broker. And there are some tips there. There's also an entire chapter, as you mentioned, on it in my book. So if you pre-order, uh, put your money where your heart is by Natalie Pace, from your favorite bookseller, whether it's Amazon or Barnes & Noble, then you'll have that too. And that is key. The broker is the second most important decision you make in your life. You also talk about investment clubs as a good way to go. Those have taken a real hit lately. Do you still think investment clubs are a good idea for many people? Yeah, I do. The Green Goddesses who started up this year had 40% gains on their first stock. <laughs> And you think other people can do the same? Oh, I do. Yeah, these are a bunch of actresses who didn't even know what an ETF was. So it can be done. It can be done. All right. Well, in summing up, uh, we didn't, weren't able to get through everything in the book, but uh, why don't you just, again, give people your uh, website address and a little bit about your upcoming event, and then we'll uh, close. Okay. So it's nataliepace.com. Go ahead and click on Get Rich and Enrich Retreat. That's a retreat you want to come to for the price of $2,000. You will come, you will realign your nest egg, you will be positioned to earn way more than that in the first year in the gains that you can make by having a properly balanced portfolio. So again, mention, either email us, Money Matters, or Money Answers, or Jordan Goodman, and let us know you're part of his team, and we'll extend that early bird price just for you. Well, thanks so much, Natalie. It's really been fascinating. Your new book is called Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is. You've done very well at picking stocks. and have a methodology that can help an awful lot of people in very scary times really uh, thrive and do well and, and do good for the planet as well. Thank you, Jordan. I really appreciate it. So thanks so much, and we'll be back again next week.
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.